Salut tout le monde, euh, ici Camille leblanc bazinet et vous allez écouter euh, notre beau petit podcast avec euh, Girl Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 242. Camille Blanc Bazinet. We were so excited <laughs> to talk to Camille. She, this was so much fun. It was so fun. And it's great because she lives in the Boulder area now. And so we were actually able to sit down with her in person and her amazing, hilarious husband, Dave Lipson. Um, <laughs> they are just amazing. And, you know, I have always loved Camille and I have always admired her from afar. <laughs> and she was a hundred times better in person than yes. I ever could have imagined. hundred percent agree. She was so I, great. We both really try hard not to go into interviews with kind of quote unquote celebrity cross athletes with a lot of expectations because we know that somebody's public persona can be really different than how um, they really are, you know, for better or for worse. And we were completely blown away by how amazing Camille was just so kind and intelligent and not that we didn't expect her to be kind and intelligent, but just in person, she was everything that you, that we expected her to be and way, way more. So yes. um, in case you guys are not familiar with Camille, uh, Camille won the 2014 CrossFit Games and is one of the original kind of OG CrossFitters. She's definitely one of the OG uh, CrossFit women for sure. And um, she's been a competitive athlete her entire life. She participated in gymnastics for 14 years from age two to age 16. In high school, she played uh, soccer and volleyball. She was the captain of her college flag football team, which I think is a fun fact. Ran half marathons, she skis, played rugby. Um, and then in 2017, she earned her degree in chemical engineering, which is a fact that not a lot of people know about her. Uh, but we really got to talk to her a lot about the differences between and the similarities between being a female athlete and being a, a chemical engineering student, which just sounds so freaking hard. <laughs> Yeah, and we so, talked a lot about this uh, that in her interview. Yeah, so we really hope you guys enjoy this interview. You're going to fall in love with Camille even more than you already are in love with her. Um, and we and recorded. I, I should say we recorded this at a coffee shop in Boulder too, so you'll hear he'll, you'll hear a little bit of the background noises and then a surprise uh, cameo with Dave at the end. Yeah, awesome guys. Well, we hope you enjoy. Enjoy. That surprised me. Yeah, we always have to her. like. All right, so we can go ahead and get going. Why Great. don't you get it? Why don't you get us going, Claire? Okay. Hi. How's it going? Hi, Good. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Happy, Happy Sunday. Sunday. Um, so we just thought we'd kick it off talking about some body image stuff, since we know that that's a hot and heavy topic pretty much all the time, and probably has been for you <laughs> since you started CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about like the evolution of the way you've seen the conversation of body image mm-hmm. transform since you started CrossFit up to now, and then up to feeling like you kind of have to defend like your what do you call it, your power pooch your power pouch yeah oh I do I don't defend anything <laughs> I I Just, embrace it so yeah you talk about like 
you know, from, from where you started, the way that you saw your body, how, it, how it's kind of transformed and then embracing the power pouch and kind of the, the differences, I guess you've seen in CrossFit to where you feel yeah. like, um, needing then maybe to, to be more public about that of saying it's okay to look yeah. this way or it's okay to not be 5% body fat. Yeah. I think, um, and you guys definitely relate to this, but it's just not easy to grow up like I only have the experience from the girl side, yeah. but I'm sure there's also um, challenge on the guy side that are just like much different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think growing up on as a girl, I just remember I was always muscular and people point anything out. So from like the time that I'm about seven years old, before the other girl would be, wow, your legs are bigger than ours. And as much as that might not be them trying to pick at me, they're just stating something. And for you, like, well, wait a second. Is something about me different? Is that weird? Is that bad? Mm -hmm. And I just remember I've always been obsessed Mm -hmm. with the fact that I had bigger legs and always hated it Mm -hmm. growing up. And, um, like, I was also a gymnast, which is a very... um, judgmental sport because you are being judged yeah. <laughs> on how pretty you and look. Yeah. In like so, a tiny leotard. Tiny yeah, leotard. yeah. Yeah. You're pretty much naked in yeah. front of people yeah. um, since you're like six years old yeah. and you're being judged not only on the movement you can do but how you look, how graceful you are. So it's hard to not um, get self-conscious especially when your body starts to change and you're about 16 and boys and yeah, you know x y and z yeah. um so for me it was rough like growing up especially because i'm a people pleaser so being different mm-hmm. sport wise i was always thriving in sport i was also thriving in school so i guess people needed to find something to pick at me and i was muscular and a little different so that was their go-to And I hated it to the point that in high school, there was the cutest guy from the whole school. It was my first year in high school. And he said to someone I was pretty. And that person came to me and said that he said that I had big shoulders. So. Welcome to my life. So so not knowing the (laughs) truth, not knowing the truth, Uh. I wore a long sleeve for four years. Because oh I was because of that one comment. Because yeah. of that one comment, and now I realize it's completely insane. Right. But when you're 14, when you're 14 you don't it know. was the biggest thing yeah. for me. Yeah, the hottest guy in the school said right. that something about mm-hmm. me was wrong, which he didn't, by mm-hmm. the way. Because right. end up later, now he's super into fitness, so I know <laughs> that he did like it. You're like, hey, let's settle <laughs> you know, the score here. We have to settle a score. But yeah. it's like one mean person. Yeah, and so, you know, that's like me when I was about. 13 14 and, and like that's like that's a rough age I feel like that's the case even now as adults it's like you could get praised by a thousand people and one person points <laughs> yeah. out something and you're like oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. and no matter what it is yeah. whether it's your like appearance or something yeah. you say everyone could be like I love that you're amazing and one person's like you suck and you're like I suck yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree and I think the the biggest thing that like as I grew up and CrossFit was a huge turning point for me. When I started to do CrossFit, I was 20. Yeah, I was 20 when I started, because at 21, that was my first CrossFit game. 
but I had something mm -hmm. that I could qualify and quantify myself mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with what I weighed on a scale or how I yeah. look in a mirror. Mm -hmm. I had something that was an exact representation of the hard work and the effort I was putting in and that changed everything to me. I stopped looking at the scale, I stopped wondering what people think of me because the I didn't need this outside approval anymore. And I think that's the difference about us being 14, 13, 14. The only thing you want is approval. Right. Like Everything you, is crowdsourced. Yep. You don't like, know who you are. No. You, you can't I even make your you own choices. You can't bypass that <laughs> yeah. part of life. Yeah. You can't bypass it. You we're all going to go, go through it. We were talking a couple of, uh, weeks, months ago, about your first kiss. Like, what's your first kiss story? And every single person was like, I was in a room full of people egging me on to do it. It's like, you know, those. Oh, gosh, that's but, terrible. But like, those experiences like you know when you're 11 12 13 like you or i don't know you you just nothing happens yeah. by yourself like every you have to go through that where everything yeah. you do is like yeah yeah i was always super independent yeah i've always done everything by myself so for me i would be the opposite yeah. if you tell me you're to like, kiss someone i would like, not have kissed anyone until like i met my husband I'm out of here Yeah. That's, and so you have a twin sister, right? Yeah, yeah Are I you do. Guys identical or fraternal? Uh, we're fraternal. She's a uh, yeah. blonde, blue eyes, which oh is God. pretty funny. That's so, so funny. Joy and I twins. are both Are you fraternal joking? Twins. No. That's we insane. Both, we both have br uh, twin brothers. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And I have a twin brother with blonde hair and blue eyes. And That's look, so yeah, funny. <laughs> My twin looks kind of mostly like You me, guys look exactly alike. <laughs> alike, but he's a boy. Right. Yeah. And right. So people but they are, look exactly alike. People are always like, are you identical? I'm like, stop. What does yeah. that word mean? Isn't like, that funny? Look like That's siblings. sad for one of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know which one. Such a good point. <laughs> it was funny. Like, I used to say, like, I don't need to cut my hair because I know what I would look like. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That's so funny. Uh, that is really funny. But uh, I just think that's interesting because, like, growing up as a twin, it, it can't yeah. be harder to, like, have that independence. Oh, my God. Be... Yeah. I remember, well, especially because we're two girls for, yeah. for us. And the crazy thing is that we do not look alike. Yeah. She's blonde, blue eyes. Yeah. But just because you're a twin, people growing up associated that with not even making an effort mm -hmm. to like remember who was who mm -mm. but if i would have said she's just my sister all of a sudden no one would have confused her name but no one would take the time to even like remember her name and i remember in school i mean talk about something else that's kind of hard to know who you are teacher would grade us on how we did compare to each other Oh my gosh. Are you like, kidding me? We had teachers. Did you guys, were you allowed to be in the same classroom? We were not in the same class, huh. but we had the same teacher. Yeah. So I've always been a little better at sport than her, but she was better at art than me. Yeah. But we were both good at both. And or I remember her like her PT person yeah. gave me 99% and gave her 95% because I was better. But oh she gosh. she did the work to get the 99%. It was so ridiculous, oh and the opposite happened in like the art class. That is crazy. But Ugh. yeah, talk about. I mean, and people do that all the time. That's mm -hmm. me and my twin, but mm -hmm. they do that with everyone. And you want to be in a world without judgment and comparing, where you reach full potential. But this is the system. This is exactly how the system is built. It's. I mean, it's a lot to overcome. And yeah. then yeah, and then like. Did you ever, did you compare yourselves physically or did you, were you just like, she's my sister, I don't give a crap? I've never compared myself to her. 
That's good. Never. Yeah, I I've, feel like... I've wanted her to succeed so bad. Yeah. Like, we started CrossFit together. That was our thing, me and my twin. And um, in 2010, when we were... I mean, I say we because in my head, it was a we. Yeah. But it was truly only me that was trying <laughs> to qualify for the CrossFit game. I mean, she worked hard, but she didn't, like, work right. as hard as I did or care as much as I did. And... Um, we were in Calgary, and one of the events that was like the qualifier was like this like wall ball and pull up workout, and there was a time cap. And Rachel, my twin, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> went after me. And not a lot of people like finished before the time cap. So I finished before the time cap because I went before her. And then she went and she didn't finish. And I, I started to cry. And I was like, we're not going to go to the together. game together. And that's all that mattered to me. That was my dream. I like made up this whole thing in my head that I was going to the game with my twin. And that yeah. was like, and I was devastated. Yeah. And she started to laugh in front of me. And she's like, she's I, like I, I don't, really don't care wanna... like no, you is, do. This is my dream for both of us. You have to be on board. Yeah. Are you guys funny. still in pretty close touch? Yeah. Yeah, we like texted for two hours last night. Yeah. We should just have called each other at yeah. that point. <laughs> you know, you know it is. Yeah. Um, I, I remember at the uh, at the panel. It was two or three years ago at the games. I remember the. I have a vivid memory of the panel of women where you were talking about that, and you were like, you know, CrossFit has really brought me to a place where I feel comfortable about what mm -hmm. I do, not what I look like. Yes. And that I think that hit a nerve with a lot of women because yeah. we can all relate to that as far as like. Haven't you seen a transition of like the body image stuff because of CrossFit? Of just like yeah, I, I've seen it. And, you know, I feel like in a way there's something sad that is coming out now. I feel like it started with something so um, beautiful and healthy. And now we're almost going to the opposite of like, hey, if you're not muscular. Yeah. It's bad, Isn't right? That funny? It's so, so true, though. It's like such a search right now to force people to be something that we think it's the best it's instead like of just allowing them to be who they want to be and just be the best version of that person. Right. It's the new, like, unattainable ideal. Yeah. Now everything is strong is beautiful. Right. Yeah. And you're like, no, no. Still just yeah. beautiful is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. well, it's almost like you have to pick a team. You have to be yes. a team's team, quote unquote, uh, quote unquote, because I don't want a thin shame, but it's like, quote unquote, skinny team or yeah. quote unquote, muscular team. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why can't we just be healthy? I'm on yeah. team. Exactly. Like, I'm on team like inner thigh cellulite. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fine my too. Team. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on team hard work. Yeah. That's there literally hard yeah. work and kindness. Like, like that's we, the, yes. my two biggest value. And the rest, like. I always say this, when you're pretty, mm -hmm. you won the genetic lottery. Yes. Yeah. Okay? Like, you're lucky to look the way that you look. Um, and I mean, if you don't take care of your body and everything, I mean, you're obviously not looking your right. best. Because right. I, I do think if you want to reach full potential, you need to feel good in your skin. And right. I think that's where like being healthy comes along and that's where, you know, being active comes along. But if it makes you unhealthy because you obsess so much overhead, now it's no longer strong as beautiful. Right. We were, we had a post, what did I post that like last week or two weeks ago about feeling that same kind of pressure of like, you know, these days having that muscular body yeah. is more desirable, but it's it's still just to your point like puts the emphasis on 
at the end of the day, we are all just some <laughs> of our genetics and our habits. Yeah. And like no one has done anything to earn their genetics, they, but you can mm -hmm. control your habits. But at the same time, it's like my habits could be the same exact habits as Joy and we're still yeah. going to look completely different. Yeah. And there's nothing I can ever do about that yeah. because like we're, you know, for better or worse, we're not built the same way or, yeah. you know, anybody in this entire, anybody in the world really, unless you have an identical yeah. twin. But um, it's just interesting that like people now idolize that and are like, well, now I have to get to that. And yeah. it's still like, no, this is the sum of my genetics and my yeah. habits. You have your genetics and your habits and like, let's just live our yeah. lives. I like that though, team hard work. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, something that makes me sad when I, I look at younger girl that already fall in that trap, or I mean, talk about any age, like when I see people that are 60, 70 and still are obsessing over those things, right. it, it like, I'm like, wow, you spend like 70 years focusing on that one thing, on being like 120 pounds on the scale. I'm like, can you imagine all the things that like went through, like passed by you because at that yeah. dinner, instead of being with the people, you were so focused on like just making sure you look perfect, right. make sure like there's so many things about life um, that you're missing. And also, I feel like when you're so focused on looking like someone else mm -hmm. or being like someone else, oh, when you're so focused on being like, you know, look or be like someone else, how are you going to be able to be you? Yeah. And there's only one you. So stop being trying to be someone else. So Just be you. A lot of our listeners obviously are females. And they constantly ask us, because we talk about this quite a bit, mm -hmm. but they would ask you, so how did you get there? Like, how did you get to the point of, you know, because yeah. a lot of yeah. people are like, well, how do you do yeah, that? Like, that yeah. sounds great, but like, how, how do, do I you do that? Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, no, it's so <laughs> it, different it's for so everyone. Different, yeah. But I yeah. think it's just, it, if we can keep that conversation going, at least yeah. getting to the point of like what hard work means for you. Like we yeah. talk a lot about like what your definition of health mm -hmm. is instead of like focusing so much on your aesthetic, yeah. but. Yeah, so how did that transformation, yeah. I mean, for, like yeah. for you, how I do guess, you what think would about you it? say that to Yeah, to I mean, people? talk yeah. about uh, someone who's in a position that people right. tell her what she should look like <laughs> or how she, sh what she should say, or people yeah. like on my Instagram are like ruthless. Like, oh, you're you're fat, you're on steroids, you're this, you're that, you look like a dude, you're blah, blah, blah. You know, there's so much. Yeah. And um, I think it comes down to um, not ever seeing this as them talking towards you, but always seeing this as them saying out loud, I have an insecurity. Yeah. And you expose this insecurity yeah. about me. Mm -hmm. So when I see someone writing something like that on my, you know, Instagram or things like that, instead of being like, oh, like, of course, you know, I'm bummed. You know, right. you're always like a you're little bummed. I'm you're not, not going to. You're, you're not like, right? yeah, bring it on. Tell yeah, me I'm ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, um, but it really does not affect me at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, like talk about self-image. I finally start CrossFit. I finally, mm -hmm. you know, let go all of those things. And then, you know, I'm become a professional athlete. I have social media and all right. of a sudden everyone tries to judge and compare me. Right, right. <laughs> you can't win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you can. And I really think that's where um, having something that defines you that is just you for you is so important 
And the thing that defines me is that I'm kind and I'm a hard worker. And those are the two things that will and will always qualify and quantify myself. Mm -hmm. So if I am kind and I'm working hard, no matter how mean you are to me, no matter how much you try to like break me down, I have that. Yeah. And I'm so proud of that. And that's why on my Instagram, I always write work hard and be proud. Yeah. Because if you work hard and you pour all your heart in something, you'll have so much pride of that, that really the rest won't matter. Because yeah. you finally start to know your purpose, right. who you are, where you're going, and the rest doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. We've had um, some eating disorder experts on the podcast a few times, and they always come back to that of like, you are more than your shoulders or your abs or your yeah. butt. Like, what is that thing that makes you you? Mm -hmm. And and not only that, but we talked to Sheree about this. Like, there are even multiple buckets within that. So yeah. you're not just an athlete. You're not yeah. just a, you know, whatever. <clears throat> you're not just an accountant or whatever the bucket is, a wife. Like, you have to have multiple things so that if something were, like, you're just recovering from an injury. Like, if your whole thing had been caught up in, like, I am a high-level competitive athlete, period. It's like, well, yeah. now you're injured. What does you that know, mean now, right now? And we've talked to a lot life. of people, like, uh, we mm -hmm. talked to Marcus Philly and, uh, and um, Rory Zambard, where they were like, when I left competing, yeah. who was I? You know, like, I, I no longer mm -hmm. knew what my identity was because it was yeah. like that competitive athlete yeah. identity. Yeah. And people put so much pressure on you. Yeah. Because it's such a... Um, and I mean, I've, I've seen it obviously with, with my family firsthand at first, and I'm sure they all do it, see it too in the people at your gym. And it's like, as soon as you qualify for the CrossFit game, you are their segue to like saying that they like know someone who went to the game, you know? So <laughs> oh, it's such yeah. a like, I love it. You, you've always done it for you and you love right. it and everything. And I just remember, it, w it was really hard at a point because my dad, that's all he would want to talk about. And luckily for me, I was also studying in chemical engineering and I had so many other things that when I go to school, mm -hmm. no one cared that right. I'm yeah. an athlete, <laughs> right? you know? So there was no, that was so healthy for me to yes. have that. I was so humble down because my teacher were going to make me fail. They were going to make me fail. Um, right. But I think it's hard for an athlete and I mean I was 21 so I was really young too and I see it with a lot of the other game athlete coming now and everything mm -hmm. that do not have school or do not have the right, right. circle around yeah. them that all of a sudden they think that this one new thing is all that def um, define them yeah. yeah and like gosh, the career yeah. like the hundred yeah. percent career CrossFit. yeah well, and I think too like you can kind of read into the um, like the messaging around this is like, this has to be your only thing. Like, mm -hmm. and there's so much of that, you know, four hour work week type stuff where it's like, yeah. you know, pick your one focus and never look, look away. And it's right. like, that, that doesn't, <laughs> it, yeah, that will lead you to being productive, but it will also lead you yeah. to like, if that thing doesn't work out yeah. now, you're just like standing in an identity desert. Yeah. Nothing else I think going it, for you. Yeah. That definitely goes back to, uh, you know, this society of judging and comparing, but and I've obviously experienced that firsthand because there is no way you can be a cute girl studying in chemical engineering and being a professional athlete. Right. Like there's just no way you can be that. And gosh, like people, it's like people in every one of those fields try to like diminish me. So I would like, um, 
do some internship in chemical engineering and because I was cute like guys would try to like make me feel like less and I've always put my feet down and then they would be oh okay like, like yeah, she know what she she's knows, doing yeah. same same if she's a girl and that's the issue why why would you have to say that and then at the opposite I especially like starting cross it with my huge Canadian yeah. French accent right. I would talk and people would be yeah, she's an athlete. She's stupid. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm I'm graduating in chemical engineering, right. which I'm one of the best, the like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, you know, so like, or like people in the street would see me. Okay, she she's cute. Like, well, the, you know, I'm sure that's all she has. And it's such. And I just remember growing up and be upset over that. It mm -hmm. always upset me that people they have to label you and they have to put you in a little box where they think you belong, and that's it. Yeah. Like, don't spill out of your box. Right. It's, it's very destabilizing for people around you. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, when I started competing, it was... Um, when I started competing in CrossFit, I had so much more fire and motivation to finish my degree. Yeah. So, I can tell the younger girl, you can be everything yes. you want to be. Every single thing. Yes. So, let's talk a little bit more about that, because I think for a lot of people who know you as a CrossFit athlete, the chemical engineering part is sort of on the back burner in terms yeah. of the way they think about you. So what, um, I guess, inspired you to go into such an intense field? You know, how, <laughs> I, like, I think about chemical engineering and I just, like, want to run the other direction. I'm just not that, that's not how my brain works. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's really cool. And I, I, and I think, to your point, it's interesting that you really are so in, um, involved in two very male-dominated yeah. worlds <laughs> of strength training and yeah. engineering. Yeah. So, I mean, how has that been for you? And, and just how did you decide to go into that? What made you want to be a chemical engineer? Well, you know, as most people, when they see this uh, big poster that says, like, careful, don't go here, it's hard, <laughs> it's dangerous, <laughs> I think, like, I just run that's right true. into yeah. it. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, no, but um, I've always just wanted to help them. So um, when it was time to choose, like, for a degree to go to, I didn't know if I wanted to go in, in more of a medicine field, doctor field. Right. Or um, go towards, like, more an environmental field. Mm -hmm. I can't really say that word. There's so many letters yeah, smashed it. together. Yep. Um, and uh, I just always had, like, uh, quite a passion for outdoor nature and everything and and I just want to help. So it's, I just remember way back in the day, I was thinking, hey, you know, if you want to save everyone on the planet, we need to save the planet first. So I went in chemical engineering and I got um, specialized in a recycling process, air and water treatment. That's awesome. So, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to use that at a point to like hands on, like do like um, make a difference. But that's that's why. That's I, awesome. Yeah. You're in the right place in Boulder for that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, almost not because Boulder is doing a good job. Right. That's a so good point, So you need, actually. like, to go somewhere where they're not doing a good job. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what has that experience been like trying to balance the two? Or And we hate the word balance because know. we know it's like there's balance no such thing as balance. Balance doesn't exist in our terms. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like, life. I know. <laughs> That's so funny because everyone always asks me, like, oh, how, well, how, how did you do both? And I'm like, I just I did. I don't know. I just did it. It's like a... Well, the other 
a catching up race. You're always catching up and everything is last minute and you just don't sleep ever. And yeah. Well, I think it's funny too is no one really no one really asks males that question. They always ask females that question. Oh yeah. Like how do you balance it all? Yeah. It's like, how do you have it all? It's like uh, you just, a, it's just your life. You just do it and you work That's hard. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But um, I, I just want to circle back to the, so you're, you're starting into the games, right? You're beginning your career as a CrossFit competitor. And speaking back to that point of like beauty and aesthetic, mm -hmm. I, how did you handle that at the beginning? Because of course you're a beautiful woman and like them taking that into like the photos and like kind mm -hmm. of being the face of CrossFit. Was there a time where you're kind of like struggling with that a little bit? Or um, luckily I knew who I was a long time ago. Like maybe I didn't know exactly who I was, but I knew who I wanted to be and what I wanted to look like. So I've made it like a really big effort to just always be real. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that helped to like never let them do what they wanted to do with me. Yeah. Like, never put too much makeup on me. Okay. Always, like, yeah. you know, take pictures that are strong, yeah. but not, like, you like know, trashy going, and yeah. showing the wrong thing. Yeah. So, so th I guess it's just always been like that for me. Yeah. And I think that's why it, like, helped the sport to, like, become more of a, you work know. hard. Just work hard and, yeah. like, confident wom woman is the way to, to be, I yeah. guess. Because I have a hard time with it because I think... We have to walk that line of like, mm -hmm. of course, CrossFit probably has to sell, you know? Yeah, like they CrossFit do. Has to sell, yeah. and what sells is visual. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that that's a hard thing, but I, I yeah. love that you said that of like drawing, there's boundaries where you're yeah. going to be like, don't make me up or don't Photoshop this or don't make me putting me in this trashy don't position. Don't show my entire butt. In yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. mean... <laughs> I struggle with that of just like I still yeah. see that on social media I've and like I see had the women to, who do fall to that but it's like yeah I also had to like force things yeah. out there in their hand because no one would ever want to talk that I was having a degree in chemical engineering right and that like blew my mind you're like guys this is a pretty big deal this is like if I was a little girl yeah looking up to like an athlete that I think are cool and knowing that on top of it like the, the Camille with so much drive, there would be no doubt that it was something I could do. Yeah. And it, it blew my mind that like, that has never been out there. So I just started to talk about it nonstop. Yeah. They would, yeah. like last year at regional, the, um, they were interviewing me and uh, they're like, oh, you win the first event, how great it is. And I just go, yeah, and I graduated from chemical engineering. <laughs> like, I would like just not answer the question and I be like. That. I love that so much. Like, I have those big study too, you yeah. know, I'm just, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> and like, don't forget about this. Yeah. Every, cool. Everyone just saw the event. We don't need to talk right. about that. Yeah. Everybody knows I what happened. That. They yeah. just watched yeah. it. Well, and I think that's good too, because it's like, you do have this other thing going for you, like at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to it. And also, I think it shows that you recognize that, like, CrossFit's not forever. Or being a competitive athlete's not forever. Yeah. Like, it's not something that you're going to be doing at a competitive level mm -hmm. till you're 60, 70 years old, most likely. And so back to that, that conversation about what other things 
are part of your personality, are part of your identity, and are even just like things that you can do. Like yeah. you might not identify as like yeah. I am a chemical engineer, but just like what else do you have going for you that at the end of the day, if CrossFit went away, you'd be like, yeah, I'm still fine. Like yeah. Yeah. I like my friends, I like my yeah. family, I have this job. Yeah. Yeah, being an athlete is definitely um, something that, in a way, you have to be self-involved. But there's also this line that you need to draw, where like I, th- I really think that. The only way to become the best athlete you can be is just to be the best person you can be. And it goes hand to hand. Um, But people, I think like there's such a a stigma growing up of what a professional athlete is. Like this cocky person that like, you know, is above everything, don't show vulnerability or things like that. And and as you become a professional athlete, you're like, well, am am I supposed to act like this? Because no, it's not me, but it feels like I'm supposed to act like this. And I mean, having a sponsor and more like interview requests and things like that, there's like a fine line between putting your feet down to make sure you keep following your path to achieve your goal and also like becoming a better person. Yeah. And that's like really hard because people will try to take everything out of you. So you lose yourself a little bit. And then I think that's when you need to realize that there is being a professional athlete, but there's also like this huge thing that is like helping each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, for me, I, I work for um, on level one staff for CrossFit because it's so important to me. Like when I start to feel like I'm getting a little bit too in my own like workout I always like request to work a gig and I'm like okay let's do it let's go for a weekend I'm gonna give a whole weekend to like 60 participants just Mm -hmm. love on them like crazy and you know keep being part of this community and I think it's important to have those things aside yeah Yeah, we have really with the podcast been with the podcast been so um trying to to ride that line as well of like how do you stay to yourself but like let yourself grow and get paid for what you're doing (laughs) and like you know like what's what's that balance between like yes being a professional and something does require some level of commercializing yourself versus how but how can you make it so that somebody else doesn't own you and that your choices are still your own and your message is still your own and it's a really hard line to write yes yeah well well welcome in my world (laughs) but I think you have such a good home base and um I heard you talking on Michael Cashew's podcast Mm -hmm. um and uh, about how when you were finishing your degree, you went to live at the school in the dorms and you were just yeah. like hunker. Can you talk about, I love that story. Oh it's yeah. Such a good That's funny because people don't know that. Talk about that <laughs> because I love that that is something uh, where you're like, I got to yeah. hunker down. I got to do this. I got to yeah. finish this. Prioritize. And to me, yeah. I'm like, that is such a, that gave me such a good snapshot, even though I don't know you personally, yeah. like it gave me such a good snapshot of like who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a hard worker. Yeah. That's, I think that's exactly, and I hope that's what, you know, down the line I'm going to leave a mark as in this society. I'm a just really, really, really hard worker and nothing, nothing has been given to me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but I might have like talent to a certain degree, but like hard work is by far what has got me through anything. Um, and I, I swear by that. But um, yeah, so <laughs> school. Oh, man. Talk about like, um, it just do it. And you really just freaking do it. 
Um, so when I, I started um, my first year in college, um, I didn't have any money. Like, do not. Like, not like, oh, I don't have any money, but my mom oh, buy no. me a car. Like, hell no, okay? <laughs> I had no car. I had this, yeah. uh, this girl that I was going to school with that she would, like, um, grab me from my parents' house on the weekend and then drop me at my dorm that I was sharing with three other person. I had no idea who they were. And uh, I had the, my only um, training shoes were like those Saucony shoes that I had. And those are the one I was wearing at the game that first year. Oh and there God. was hole in them. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. I wore them so much because that was my one pair yeah. of uh, training shoes. And I mean, all the other girl has those shoes made of wood. And I was like, when is that? Like, <laughs> and they were looking the at, yeah. Like $2, oh, no. They were not lifter in my head. They were just shoes made of wood because I had no idea what they were. And they were like all looking at me and my, sh you know, squishy, suckany <laughs> shoes. I was doing squat snatch in them. Um, so, so that year, I have never been to the CrossFit game, right? I discovered this new thing, and then I watched it like 2009, and I was like, I'm going there. And uh, so I'm living in this, <laughs> this terrible dorm, and um, I don't have TV, I don't have computer, because I, I don't have money to have that. Yeah. So there's none of that which is a really good thing by the way and uh and um i want to i want to be really good at school too and i'm very passionate by what i do so i would wake up at like 5 a.m run to school in the snow in my sucking shoes that are now like completely wet um show up to like the globo gym that was like 60 dollars a semester and that was like my biggest expense um, I would train, then like take my backpack, go to school, take a nap at like lunch because I had like an hour. Then someday my class would finish at 8 p.m. and I would go from 8 to 10 to train again and then I would study until like midnight. And I would do that every single day. And it's not a joke, like this is not like, oh, I'm, I'm making it this sound like more than what it was. This might be less than what it was. Right. Um, like before test, like my week of test, I don't know. I would literally wake up and make a like 15 cup coffee yeah. and sit on my coffee table. And just and those study. weekend I wouldn't go back to my parents' house because I had to hunker down and make this happen. And I would spend two days just studying nonstop, just coffee. And to the point that I would not see the time pass and I would be studying and I would start shaking. I'd be like, huh, that's weird. Oh, oh yeah, wait, you oh, had wait, 10 cups of coffee and it's been five hours without food, I yeah. think. I yeah. think. Um, Your body is trying to tell you something. Yeah. And uh, it, that was so normal. Like, I would have finals the week before regional every year. Um, the wow. year I won the CrossFit game, I was taking six class in the summer. And I had one of my teachers, because I had a, an oral to do on Monday. And so the game are done Sunday night, right? right? And my teacher goes, well, if you don't show up Monday, you get zero. So my my um, compadres, yeah. they just put like this picture of me on the podium and, you know, the class like we're clapping. Yeah. But when I came back from that CrossFit game, which was my fifth CrossFit game, right? So it's yeah. been five years at school with my teacher. Like, right. So when I came back from the one I won, all of my teacher because I had finals with all of them, they would come to me and be, huh, we thought it was just a hubby. 
So when you talk about like not having things easy, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, they, I had they weren't like no into that. No, so we, I had a lot of class that were only in the summer, and uh, so one of the summer class was given in the fall, but in like civil engineer is yeah. the same class, and I took that one instead. And when I got done with my degree, um, they decide to not credit it. So I ended up last year having to do this really, really hard class here in Boulder that was like, um, what was it? It was like multiple variable analysis of like um, process and it was um, a grad class. So I mean, talk about not having things right. easy. Oh my gosh. Like That's I just thought I would never have my degree. Yeah. So when I, so the day, so the day before I left for regional last year, was my final here and I like my test went bad like I bummed it and I was like there's just no way I'm gonna pass this and I'm I'm devastated because I worked so hard so I called the teacher and the test was from 7 to 10 p.m. so I'm like emailing the teacher at 11 p.m. at night and I'm leaving the next day at like 12 to go to regional and uh, (laughs) so I called the I write to the teacher and he's like, yeah, like, come see me tomorrow morning. So I go see him and I'm like, I I don't know what to do. And my school said I needed a C for them to accept the class. So the teacher goes, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he goes, look, I know your situation, which has never happened to me before. Like, no one has ever been like, I I have compassion and empathy. Like, that has (laughs) never happened in my school career. So I'm like, what? Am I gonna have something nice? I'm like, no, no, no! Don't even get your you look, hopes you up. Look down uh, and, the, and the guy has met cons on. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so he um, he goes, look, I know your situation. I've seen you work hard. You never miss a class. So uh, so I'll, I'm gonna make you pass because I know you understand. And I'm like, okay. But in my head, I'm like, I need to see. Yeah, not just a pass. Just, so yeah. I'm yeah. like, and yeah. I know going back to my school, they already didn't accept the other class. So it's gonna be. I'm like, I'm never gonna get my degree. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's so nice because I don't want to ask for too much, right? I'm like, oh, wow. And I'm like, just I, I go. You're gonna pass, but you're gonna get a terrible grade. That's what he said. And I go, oh, oh, yay! I'm so happy. Thank you. By the way, what's a terrible grade? And go, you're going to get a C. And I like blew out crying. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, for a grad class, a C is really bad. And I'm like, I'm just so happy. This is the best day of my life. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And graduating is the thing that I'm the most proud of. How long did it take you from start to finish to get your degree? Uh, Well, it would have taken me like, I guess six and a half end up taking me seven ish. That's I don't even know. So yeah, that you stuck with it through all that. I feel like a lot of people are like after like three years, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's the thing I'm the most proud of. You know what? Like doing CrossFit, obviously, that's the thing I love the most in the world. There's no doubt about that. but like people, like I get applaud sometimes. You know, I get like a, yeah. a cherry on the Sunday in CrossFit. Like you do, you do <laughs> get like a knowledge. Guess what? When you go to school, there's no path in the back. No, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> and more than no one cares, in in a field that is this competitive, they want to see you fail. Oh yeah. So it, it's like 
I'm very proud of that. That's really, that is such a cool perspective too, to have like one foot in each world where you kind of have that like CrossFit of just like, you know. This is fun, I'm having a good time, I enjoy it. You're successful and everyone's praising you and everyone's kind of like after you and then in the school world where they're just like, like, who? Who are you? Uh, Oh, they have no idea. Like it's so (laughs) funny. I had someone, because I would always go to school with like chalk on my hand and like, I remember I had this math class on Thursday morning and that teacher hated me. He just, I don't even know why he hated me. He just yeah. decided he hated me. Uh, I was also always tired on Thursday because it was my rest day. But I would always show up with like my, my morning shake with like, you know, my protein spinach and berries, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was like my breakfast with like my hoodie. And I would sit on like the front chair with my hoodie on, like my... I don't know. Your hood? Yeah, 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 my hood on, just like, you know, doing math. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just here doing math. And and literally every time I had like this guy friend that was just awesome. Uh, His name is Simo. And Simo would always try to make me laugh. And I would always get yelled at. But it was just because I was always in like training gear. I had had a mean girl one time. We had this like oral to do. And she asked me. And gosh, I think she ate her word the next day. <laughs> but so we had this presentation tomorrow and she goes, so Camille, are you going to be like dressed like shit again tomorrow in, in her presentation? And like, I'm not stupid. Like, I'm not yeah. going to do a like presentation. No. Showing up in your sweatpants. No, yeah. I was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, for that, I'm going to have an extra hour. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I like, I'm I contouring. was so hot. Like, <laughs> It was so funny. I literally walked in the room and like silence. Oh, and she amazing. like her jaw dropped to the ground. <laughs> and I just went, is this okay? Oh it was so, it was so good. That's amazing. Oh my I, love gosh, I love that. <laughs> that is so great. It's, oh, it was so good. <laughs> I loved it. Not that I have anything to prove. Like, and but, I don't think I would ever do that again. Let's be fair. There's times when you, when you, kind of proving the haters wrong. Got to really Yeah, good. yeah. There's just a time. I know that we have to like rise above it sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes. there's times when you just want to be like, Rrr. hey, there is a way to do it in a very classy way because it didn't hurt anyone. Right. Especially right. when but you're not. She failed. Like yeah. it was like it was like it, it it backfired real bad. Yeah. It's like at the end of Mean Girls when she's like. Have you seen the movie Mean Girls? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just had to make sure. Duh. <laughs> I just had to make sure. If you're a girl sure. and you haven't seen that movie, like we quote we it quite a lot. Um, when she's like, in, you know, going head to head in the math league competition, and she's like, <laughs> you know, insulting this girl Snaggletooth is not going to make me better at math. Yeah, that's true. And then it's she, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about all the coaches you worked with throughout your career. <laughs> and yeah. um, I guess I guess because you've you've you're a professional in CrossFit and you've gotten to work with all these amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess think, thinking about that, is there something that's like been super impactful for you or the, like lessons a lesson you've learned from yeah. any of the coaches that kind of stand out for you of like, wow, this really meant a lot to me. Yeah. I think like the the biggest thing I've se- I, I've seen from coach that impact me a lot that I that I stay in contact with and as a whole become my friends, it is their insane love and passion and care. And I mean, so so I, like CJ and Mike Bergener might have been two of the first person to like influence me, because. Um, to be honest, everyone else before that were like terrible coaches. Like, yeah. 
like jealous and you know I had oh. this one amazing coach in gymnastic her name was S uh, Sophie and uh, she gave me the love yeah. of just love like the love of loving yeah. um, and uh, yeah I, I look at CJ uh, Hinshaw Sean Lynn um, Mike Bergener uh, Paul Fletcher here that helps helps me with my lifting my husband yeah um, almost every single person on level one and level two staff. I look at uh, Dave Castro, Nicole Carroll, Greg Glassman, and we're in this humongous society of people that love, care, and have passion. And I think that's always been the, the thing that, that struck me the most. That's important because that's I I didn't even think about that of like coaches at the beginning kind of being jealous or like pro that that whole thing of people projecting oh, their own yeah. insecurities yeah. onto you <laughs> yeah and like you're well, kind a of lot of other athletes too the you're training too much why why do you have to sure. go run at night why why do you have to do this and like, stay in your lane pay attention to yeah do what you want to do yeah yeah. May yeah maybe you should ask other question than this yeah because yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing yeah. And I might be running right now just to make you feel bad about it. <laughs> That's not oh, true. Mind tricks. Who knows? No, I'm just kidding. Who knows? I actually just run until you can't see me and then I eat a cake. <laughs> yeah. I went to grab a sundae on the street night. That's my run. I'm running to the pizza. She <laughs> just runs into the dark and yeah. then all of a sudden she's like, yeah. Just, 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 just to uh, mess with their minds. Just Dave standing behind yeah. the dumpster waiting for you with a pizza. Yeah. That is the only way you, you're going to You got us. Them. You got us. That's exactly what's happening. No, I think it's great, though, because, like, I think as, like, we talked to, um, I think we talked to Nicole Carroll about this a little bit, too, about, like, those early cross ad adopters. Like, if you are going to go out on a limb with something, you have to really love it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. nowadays it's kind of, like, now that it's so popular, you know, anybody can kind of get into it. But yeah. when something is first starting out and you have to, you really have to defend it. Like, you have to really mm -hmm. believe in it and care I about agree. it and be passionate. And so those those people who've been with CrossFit all along, you're right, they're just so passionate because they were there when they had to defend yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. I think in a way of not the super beginning, but I think I was there the beginning yeah. of when it really became like the CrossFit game kind of. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> And for me, it's so important that I stay connected to the roots of CrossFit, which is a, a huge reason why I'm on level one staff too. And I'm always around those people because there's something about that that is all passion, right? And it's all like for people to get better. And as this become more of a money machine for some people, definitely not for CrossFit. CrossFit is like so hard to stay true to their roots which i admire yeah. um a ton yeah but you see a lot of people being hey this is working now we're trying to make money with this yeah. and we're going to um alienate what this is yeah. for back to profit and back to give people like bad information um or just try to get as many people in the door as you can without yes. really vetting yes. what you're doing so yeah. so i agree a hundred percent with nicole to like it is so important that we like put their feet down and we make sure that people have the right information and they do it the right way and like when i started crossfit um i did it one time and i went to the bank got all my money back out of my account because remember like i was pretty poor right yeah and I paid for a year right away. And I had no more money in my bank account. Wow. And I was all in. 
And I think that's what CrossFit is. I totally, I love that. And I think there's so many people who they're like, I, you know, I walked in and I had my first workout and it was the worst. It was like the most painful, ugly thing I've ever done. And I went back and signed up the next day. Yeah. And it's like, what is it? What, what is, is that it? X factor? Yeah. But now more and more you're walking in these gyms and you're like, the X factor is not here. Yeah. yeah. Like I think I really took for granted that the first couple of gyms that I went to, because I've now been a member of like five yeah. or six gyms just in the area, moving around a lot. And I took for granted that the first couple I went to were great. And then I've been to somewhere I'm like, wow, yeah. you walk in here and it just falls flat. Yeah. And I think it is because it's like the their goal is to, you know, get 200 members in the first six months. Yeah. Their goal is not to make people healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that there is different goal depending on who your clientele is, right? So as an example, if I want um, my mom to start doing CrossFit as a coach, your job and your only job is to make sure my mom come back tomorrow. Yeah. Right. So maybe don't make her do Murph. Right. All right. <laughs> I think that we've we've grown as yeah. as coaches that now we know better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like to think yeah. that we've grown as coach and right. we know better than that. And at the opposite, if you see someone like me, well, you know, p- push you me because I'm I need to like right. Well, you don't even have to push me because I'll, I'll do it myself right. and I'll right. be hooked. Yeah. Um, but at the opposite, like you go. Because CrossFit used to be one workout a day, right? Yeah, right. What what happened to that? Mm-hmm. And like that and really blows Cherie my mind. About that too, yeah. Where she's like, that was how it was intended. Yes, I still do like class at Roots. Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm tired, and I don't feel like it. You know what? Let's just jump in the class. And, and I'm amazed you. by every time. I'm like, well, this really kicked my butt. Yeah. yeah. And I went so hard because I'm with everyone, so I tried to do it a lot. And I don't know why people think that it's like everyone just want to feel special. So everyone needs their like special program. And maybe they do need if you have an injury or something like that. Or you want something, you know, get stronger or whatever. Fine. But like, you know what? On the GPP side, always do the class. uh, Right. Mm -hmm. Like unless the the group class is poorly programmed and they're like gymnastic strength. And, you know. Well, and that's the thing is it's like if you are in and we talk about this, like if you're in a bad gym, it's like going to the hair salon. Like you wouldn't go to a bad hairdresser and be like, that's it. I'm never getting my hair cut again. You go yeah. find a new hair salon that you like yeah. and that fits your personality. Like if you're in a bad gym and you don't feel comfortable when you go in there, just find somewhere else to go. Like you, sh- it should be enough <laughs> for you to just go in, you know, once a day. And if you don't feel like you're being challenged, yeah. then go find another gym. Well, like don't try to tack on all this weird extra programming. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with something here that goes a little against what you just said. Not really against, but... Um, I used to go to this hair salon growing up and I just had no idea it was a bad hair salon until I moved to Boulder oh, that's and so now funny. I have new haircut. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, <laughs> they really suck. And I think the same goes here. That's true. That's true. That's true. Like you right? don't know if you don't know. Yeah. But and, and at the end of the day, you know what? It doesn't even matter if your coach are not that good. If yeah. they care about you, you're good. That's a really good point. Yeah. So like mm. some people want to yeah. go to this like fancy gym and like a lot of the coach feels entitled because they're in this fancy gym and and there's no care love and passion like I would much rather like go to a coach that is terrible right now but he loves it so much and he'll be good like because he's trying to help you and he's gonna figure it out I think that's totally what I mean when I think of a good coach as somebody who like never in a million years would even like podium in a local competition I think of a good coach as being like 
I always think of Coach Mike at Coach our Mike is like our, who he just he loves, loves it so much. so much. And like I remember the day that I walked in, he's like, Claire, you're gonna get a muscle up today. And I was like, No, I'm not, but I love that you just said that. <laughs> he yes. just believes yes. in he everyone. Believes he's in like, so awesome. I see regionals in your future. Right. He told me like, that once. Do you know how hard it is? <laughs> he was like, Claire, I see regionals in your future. I was like, I can't I have a ten minute mile. <laughs> There's oh, I, man, and one funny. strict pull up. Like this is not happening. That's funny. I like my fittest. <laughs> and, but thank you for believing in me. Yeah. And but versus like you know when I think of a good coach, it's not important to me that they can get me to the coach. <laughs> that would be a, mir- a miracle coach. But also, I mean, we we just had like a conversation with uh, Nicole Christensen the other yeah. day at the gym, and I go to CrossFit Roots, right? Yeah. And um, and they've never promoted that I go there, and it means a lot to me. That's and amazing. And she really yeah. believe in. And we, we talk about, like, how great it is. Not, not just, obviously, for me, it's nice that I can, this is my home, right? So I go there like any other client. I'm not better. I'm not worse. Yes, I, I'm allowed to train in the corner by myself. <laughs> but that, that's pretty much it, right? I need to get out of the way when there's class and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm super cool with that. Um, but we were talking about how it, it doesn't necessarily do anything for the gym, that I'm there because it doesn't mean that your coach are good it doesn't mean that like right. it, it might mean that like my mom doesn't really want to go there because is this like a, could you have a, to be a CrossFit game person yeah. to go there so I think like sometimes people in gym had this wrong sure. where they I'm not saying like it's bad to yeah. have like really right. <laughs> good athletes at all but I think there's um a, a part of the gym that all they want is to say that yeah. and it's like well no like their whole focus is that's like, such a good point how many health marker went down that's in your gym like point. how many people lose yeah. weight how many people are healthier fitter feel better in their skin how many of them move well yeah like I, me and dave we always say that when we walk in the gym yep. we look at people move and the way the average move, we know what the coaching looks like. Mm-hmm. I tell this story a lot, but the reason I started CrossFit where I did was because on their Facebook page, uh, CrossFit J, they had pictures of like all their just normal athletes doing the work. And I was yeah. like, if those girls can do it, then I can do it. It wasn't yeah. pictures of all the games athletes because if that's what I had seen, I would have been, been like, so intimidated. There's no way I can yeah. do that. And we've talked to, you know, folks like at, when we were at the CrossFit Games, talked to folks about this and it's like that is sort of the issue with the games is that that's what people see and therefore that's what they think is the yeah. goal of CrossFit and they think well if that's not my goal then that then I you know have no business in, in doing this programming or going to this gym and it's like no no that is the one percent of the one percent yeah you know you have a better chance of being a high school football player and getting drafted into the NFL than you do of like being a normal human who mm-hmm. today walks into a gym and then ends up at the game yeah and but people you know because the games are so big they if you're new you don't necessarily see that yeah, I think CrossFit has done a really, really good job um, kind of um, taking, like, the CrossFit game as, like, inspired, motivate portion, and then, like, have side story yep. of, like, you know, mom, dad, people work, fire right. men, and yeah. military, to show, like, kind of the, the broad... Because you can't, here's the thing, you, you can't take anything away from the CrossFit game because one of the reasons why CrossFit has become so known and so big is because this exists. Yeah. So I think it's really such a big pillar of when make CrossFit what it is, that then like the affiliate and, you know, the level one staff. Like those yeah. are like kind of the three things that really defines who CrossFit is. 
So as much as yes, like you know, most likely won't ever look like one of those game athletes. And neither I don't think you want to because the work that goes in is, right. is quite horrendous. Right. Um, but like, there's also those side story, and like, I think the biggest thing is just that CrossFit is all about like care and quality. Just I loved at the the open announcement two years ago when they had the um, just two like regular athletes yeah. doing you know the scaled athletes doing it along with uh, with and I was yeah. like oh, yeah. that was the, I, that was so cool. that was the year where I I was like what three or four months postpartum and I saw the girl doing the open and I was like well now I have to sign up yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna do it but like if that yeah. girl's doing it I guess I'm gonna do it um, but I think that's true that you have the games and it's like that's how people find out about it and it's just finding that balance mm-hmm. of this is you know, seeing it, not as marketing, but seeing it as like, this is the gateway into it, yeah. but that's not the reality for most people. I, I am thankful that we don't have to answer the question as much anymore of like, well, well I don't want to get bulky. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't I have feel to, like that's we get that less and less now. Less and less, and yeah. also yeah. the thing I always used to say is like, you're not going to wake up one morning and be like, oh shit, I got bulky. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah, you're so, so hard. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I'm like, I You'll wish. never work that hard to get there. Right. And yeah. it's funny because I mean, I look at myself, right? And the the people that tells me I'm too muscular, I'm this or I'm that, and then you go look at their picture, and I'm like, I feel like you would kill to, yeah. <laughs> to be in my to skin, you know? Like skin, I don't yeah. want to, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe not. Maybe you're super comfortable in your skin, and you really right. don't understand why I want to look the way I look. And to be honest, I don't care about how right. I look that much. I just want to perform really well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't think you should ever comment on anyone's physique. That's yeah. like kind of a golden rule. Yeah. That's a good good golden rule. I like that. Can we wrap up and yeah. uh, is it, can we talk about marriage hacks for a second? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we joke a lot about um, like how you make marriage work and how you sometimes that is hard. have to like and the, and it's like messy and messy hilarious. Messy and hilarious, and but I feel like, like Joy the, go- the quintessential um, example <laughs> we example. always use is that Joy is an introvert. Her husband works from home. So at the end of the day when she comes home from work and she's a therapist by day, so she just talks to people all day long. And then at the <laughs> end of the day when she comes home from work, she has to yeah. hide in the bathroom yeah. for like bathroom 10, for like 10 minutes. minutes because my husband's working working. <laughs> yeah, she she hides in the bathroom for like 10 minutes cuz her husband's working, working home and he all wants day. to chat. He wants yeah. to chat and I'm He's just been like waiting for you all day. So so that's like a mere check. I think just from observing social media from you too is like you use humor a lot to just like yeah. keep life fun and, and you've always had that but hold on and by the way for those of you who are listening <laughs> yeah. to this, which is everyone Dave, Dave is, is right here six inches away from us <laughs> Dave has been working this whole time and he's just dying to jump to jump in it no. wasn't working with so taking we, notes <laughs> about like it was taking notes to fire it against me later <laughs> that's how our marriage work I was fact checking Camille because in this age of fake news <laughs> I feel like it's important to make sure we keep our spokespeople accountable <laughs> but um, just a really quick like snapshot of what you find is important to keep your relationship really strong because you're you're both in the same exact field yeah like what do you guys do we had this like Mike Cashew is the one who asked us this question recently and it blew my mind that that was even a thing but he, he ask us how we would deal with like kind of getting jealous of the success of each other yeah and it blew my mind because we've didn't even knew it was a thing because we're partner david dave is my partner we're a team we're both like number one that's our jersey is both number one and oh i love that that's the way (laughs) yeah right yeah we're very different (laughs) 
We're very different. He's I, the worst. I'm very. He's the worst. I'm the best. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very steady. I'm not very reactive, uh, and I kind of internalize stuff a lot. You know, it's just like very patient uh, and very forgiving. And Camille is <laughs> there's nothing in that that makes me sound good. <laughs> a powder keg, and so I I am the ice to her flame. Yeah, and that's it. I think that would be a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, I we do complete each other very well. Yeah, and I I think uh, I think the fact that you know she is is always striving to achieve things and she's so motivated and hardworking that often inspires me to get off my butt and try to work more um, or to not be lazy yeah. and and likewise you know because she sometimes takes things really hard uh, and wears yeah. her emotions I like to keep things light and uh, and and I think just we're supremely lucky to be able to number one do something that we love yeah. that is both a passion and a career yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we're very lucky to have each other um, and to be in the situation that we're in and to live in this country. And um, so I think that, you know, having that to always fall back on is uh, it is an easy way to kind of equalize things for yeah. us because any th stress we feel is not real. No, you know, like we we're lucky we to know have people, everything that we have. We yeah. know people who have real stress, who deal with real things. Yeah. And, and I think, to, you know, to be able to keep things in perspective and understand like where we're at in the in the world and and what we have to contribute um, is uh, is like just a, a way for us to try to be our best with yeah. each other. I also and think one of the best thing about us is that we don't we don't say things to each other just to make each other feel good. Mm -hmm. We are so honest and we have really in-depth conversation about things that are really really hard and the fact that we're able to That's do what you that said. yeah i can tell you what we're to do. that was that was a good one i said i said all the words still got it yeah Don't let me sex tape. i said all the words depth and hard and I did. I did that was a good one you want to talk about honesty I heard you guys talking about body image yeah and I think it was maybe like a year or a year and a half ago that um, I was getting ready for bed and <laughs> like, oh my god that's a good story so you know let me preface this with the fact that <laughs> I, I used to be very very athletic I'm still decently athletic <laughs> But, yeah. you know, I played professional sports he, he, and competed at the CrossFit the, Games and yeah. did a bunch of strength things. So, you know, like I I, uh, I have a respect and uh, admiration for those that try to achieve those things. But, you know, after all my years of punishing myself, like I've had some like serious back problems in the past couple of years. And at one point, okay, like I just couldn't. Your story is getting too long. Just get to I the just, point. <laughs> I just couldn't do anything. I couldn't stop, stop hemping it up. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't like lift like squat and deadlift like heavy. So I had to like take it easy. Okay. So blah, blah, blah. And so I'm getting ready for bed. Cammy comes up to me and I'm like, just got my, like, you know, my whatever underwear on and my back is to her. And she comes up to me and she touches my butt and I she goes, it. she pokes it with her finger, but she pokes it deep. <laughs> like she pokes it not in the butt, but like the cheek of the butt, the meat. Sure, uh -huh. And she, she just pokes it and goes, that's soft. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, 
I'm saying this as a joke, but this is the the best part of this story. The next day we go train and Dave is doing all those lunge and I'm like, okay, you know, it's just training. I don't think more of that. He almost gave himself rhabdo in the butt because I, I, I said that is butt. <laughs> I thought I was failing my wife. I thought I was, I, I wasn't oh. working for it anymore. You know, and so I did oh like gosh, a so 300 funny. lunges or something. Yep, and, and then I was super sore, but it, that definitely like, that was kind of a turning point for me. And how is his butt now? Oh, his butt has always been good. Like, he has a really nice butt. Thank you. That was in his head. Let's not objectify me. <laughs> in, in my defense, English is my second language, so yeah. you can always take everything I say. But you talk about, like, holding people accountable. Like, that was a turning point for me where I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to train now. Uh, so, so I really, like, started so changing see, I some did things. Good. And, yeah, you did good. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start training because... Uh, you know, we I, do I keep ourselves extremely accountable for yeah. sure. I think sometimes things happen and you start feeling kind of sorry for yourself yeah. and you just stop working out or doing this or that. and that. And what I've learned is that there's always something you can do no matter what you're dealing yeah. with. And we have friends that have missing limbs and paraplegics mm -hmm. and yeah. they still find a way. So yeah. that, that really motivated me even though it was kind of just like... Uh, you know, you talk about body image and like, wow, guys can be affected by things too. Sure. I think All guys the feel time. the opposite. You know, um, yeah. a lot of girls, um, you know, are, are, like you said, they're afraid of being bulky or feel like they're too big. Well, I think guys have the same kind of dysmorphic stuff with like feeling like they're too small or yeah. not strong enough sure. or, um, and it's a, it's a totally a real thing. Yeah. But it's not okay to talk about it. So yeah. it's like, that's probably why we don't talk yeah. or we don't hear about it as often. Well, I think it's okay to talk it about it. Worse, I think as a guy, it's not okay to be sensitive about it. Right. You yeah. know, like guys don't right. be afraid to sure. be like, hey, I want to be bigger. I think they're afraid to say like, I feel really bad that yeah. I'm not bigger. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. So wrapping up, um, if you feel comfortable, what is something, because obviously you guys are married, what is something that people don't really know about Camille? Oh, there's so many things she doesn't know about Camille. I, my my head was racing. What was I thinking? There is a lot of things. What's something? Just like the first thing that popped in your head. That's that's obviously appropriate to share. Okay, here's a great one. Camille secretly wants to be an actress. Uh-huh. And uh, so she's laughing and like shaking her head right now. So she has these different characters. Oh no, because that that's a little, a little thing. I will do anything to make Dave laugh. That that's the truth. I don't really, I don't want to be an actress, but I may do this thing for sure make, for yeah. him. She goes, I should take acting classes. And I go, okay, oh, well, gosh. I'll give you some characters to play. So play a school teacher. So Kemi, play a school teacher. Hello, I'm Camille. I'm a school teacher. Okay, so that's your school teacher. Okay, now let's say you're not a school teacher now. Now you're a doctor in the OR. Hello, I'm a doctor in the OR. It's the same, it's the same person. We do that. At the I house. Love that so this much. happened like it started to happen. We went to see this movie called Split, and it's oh, uh, yeah, that's a great it's movie. about the guy with the multiple personalities. Oh, it's a great movie. And uh, all of a sudden, he just flips into a different one. And I was trying to scare Cammy, where we were driving home in the car, and she was saying David, David, and I just look at her and I go, David's not here. And so she was like trying to come up with her own split personality. <laughs> so here's what she comes up with. She goes, I'm from not this place. <laughs> oh, man, that was so funny. <laughs> okay, your turn. You get to tell us something about Dave that people don't know. 
Well, Dave is, doesn't do things like that because English is his first. <laughs> um, Dave is a very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Highly spiritual. Very connected People to the People don't know that. I could sense that about you. Super, super spiritual. Like it takes one to know one. Yeah. My my family are all clergy. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I actually talked to my dad like a couple days ago, and I was like, you know, I took this test. Cammy made me take this test. It was like a, I don't know, a personality test or something. It's it like kind of grade, value test. Grade yeah. you on your to values. See, like, what's your biggest value? And like the biggest value is spirituality. But I'm um, I'm not like a religious person. My, yeah. my family's religious. They go to you know the yeah. synagogue and sure. multiple times a week mm-hmm. and they're really involved and I, I, I'm lucky to show up once a year but uh, that's been a, a big conversation for us the, the difference between spirituality and being religious yeah that is interesting yeah, yeah I know there you go find a lot of beauty in uh, in like just any kind of expression of the like the human condition whether it's like pain or suffering or joy or you know, it's I I cry often. Yep, it so does. Oh, it's a, it's just too beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> crying at beauty. Yeah. So you must cry all the time because <laughs> he does. <laughs> you have amazing, beautiful I things in your life. It's it happens a lot during movies. Every time you watch La La Land. Any any time I, I see a commercial about the dogs that are abused. Oh, because and we have we a, love our little dogs so much. We have like a. Uh, a rescue mm-hmm. and uh, I see them and I'll just think about our dog and, yeah. and uh, you know yeah. I'm really glad we saved them what, what is the song? Spend yeah. all see arms way. arms of the angel yeah <laughs> I'm so glad we came with you guys today this was so much Good. fun this was so much fun yeah I can't wait to go back to just being me because that was all fake I can yeah. tell Camille Camille really likes you guys because whether she knows it or not, like when she's doing stuff like this, so like uh, photo shoot or video or media, like she starts to just become a little shorter and shorter until she's just like, okay, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So signing off, give me like your value. He said his value is spirituality. What's like the value that sticks out? Um, so my biggest value for me is um, appreciation of beauty and excellence, mm-hmm. honesty, humor, Kindness, love, perseverance—just the small things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But those are like I'm. I'm. This is not just me like throwing out random thing. I've been. I have like a mental coach that I've been working on, and mm-hmm. those are the thing that defines me. I think we can end right there. Okay. Thank you, Camille. Thank you, Dave. Okay.